Inside Sports Dead and Gold podcast, number 64, grand final edition. When we're 64. <laughs> um, I'm James Smith and this is Jeff Centenera. How are you going, Jeff? That is me, yes. I'm, yes. I'm well, James. How are yeah, you? good, good. I'm, I'm super excited. I, <laughs> I love grand final week. Mm-hmm. It's like Christmas. Yeah, normal people have Christmas, I have grand final week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it brings back, brings back memories of yeah, getting up... Um, Waking up on grand final day, and and back then, you know, the kickoff used to be three o'clock in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. so the TV coverage would start at ten thirty or eleven. So yeah, it was basically all day watching footy, and it was just felt really good. Yeah. So, mm. what was the first grand final you would have seen? NRL or yeah, oh, uh, or yeah. NSWRL? Um, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, was it eighty seven? Um, when did when did the Bulldogs win? Um, um, 80, uh, 88. It was eighty eight. It was eighty eight then. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was the um, yeah. Uh, it's very vague in my memory because uh, I'm not even sure it was live because oh, okay. uh, yeah, that was that was still in my South Australian days. Yeah. Um, but I do remember the, the the player who made a huge impression on me was uh, was David Gillespie. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Back in uh, back in that time, so you know. What, what did he do? So yeah, just probably smash someone. <laughs> that was a game with Terry Lamb and Ellery Hanley too, wasn't it? So, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yep. Gillespie was one of those hard, mm-hmm. uh, tough, hard bastards. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So but no, that's that's the first one. Um, yeah, as as and then there's a then there's a massive gap <laughs> because yep. I, uh, that was um, after the, the time I kind of went overseas. Uh, so the one I actually probably kind of remember in real time <laughs> was another Canterbury one. I'm, I'm a bulldog, lucky charm. Yeah, what do you know? '95. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, when they when they upset uh, the Sea Eagles. So um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's um, what's your what's your first uh, one you functionally remember? Yeah, it was the um, no, yeah, 1986 Grand Final between oh, yeah. Parra and Canterbury. Yeah, I remember. Um, we and then they never won another again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were probably thinking, "Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have lots and lots of these." <laughs> Witness history. Mm. Yeah. Now we went over to my dad's dad's place, so my, my um, uh, pop's place, and watched it, and I, I just thought it was the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting the memories that you have. Like I, I felt like I was there, and even even though I was just watching it mm-hmm. on a TV out in Penrith and of uh, this game in. Uh, in, in Sydney, so for what it's yeah. worth, I remember the first. I remember the '87 VFL Grand Finals. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Who was playing in that? <laughs> Carlton and Hawthorne. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there we go again. <laughs> yeah, didn't take. I long. don't have. To, I didn't. I didn't invoke the BKG there because <laughs> it's, it was VFL. Anyhow, excellent. So um, they've got an awesome show um, again uh, this week. Um, thanks very much for all your positive comments that have been coming in. Really appreciate it. Uh, so today we're going to run through the regular, most rog- rugby league thing you and I did and what we're most looking forward to. Then we're going to have a bit of a grand final chat, seeing as though uh, it's on this weekend. And we'll go through your responses to the Twitter well, question. We're going to talk about the grand final yeah, next week. <laughs> Preview the grand final after it's done. <laughs> yes, mate. Um, and then run over anything we might have missed. And then we've got a special treat for you, which um, I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'll, I'll be having a chat with Mark Eller, um, and oh, your, your radar has just gone up. Yes, mm-hmm. Mark Eller did play rugby union mm-hmm. as a superstar. Yeah. Um, but Mark Eller is the um, head of sport at NITV, um, and NITV and SBS are going to be um, airing live the Curry Knockout once again this year, which is um, which is a real. It's it's developed in, into a real gem on the rugby league calendar. Uh, whether you're Indigenous or non-Indigenous, just the, the um, plethora of, of talent on show um, uh, across that weekend is uh, is, is amazing. If, if, and it really does fit into a good spot because for some strange reason, when the grand final finishes, I don't know, it's like you can't accept that the season's over. So along comes this event mm. and it just fits so nicely into that. Sunday and Monday public holiday sort of um, sphere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be excellent to have a chat with Mark. It is yeah. a fantastic event. Very, very underrated. So, uh, most rugby league thing we did, who wants to go first? Oh, mine's quick, so I'll, I'll go. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a, uh, uh, getting, uh, I've got some renovations going on in my house. <laughs> yeah. So, naturally, yes, uh, that means I've got tradies coming through. Oh, so, nice. naturally, nice. that means 
rugby league discussions. <laughs> the last time I had this See many classes to use, everyone, <laughs> just because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Where I live, I'm not having many other rugby league <laughs> discussions beyond like, like two things: tradies in my house or when I move house. I think the last time I had this many rugby league conversations oh. with absolute uh, strangers in my home was uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, and I actually yeah, had a had a. Uh, this big dude come in with a uh, Souths hat on, yeah, yeah. and uh, we asked him whether he was a Souths fan. And he said, "No, I'm a, I'm a Warriors fan. It's just a hat." We were kind of disappointed. <laughs> best mover I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, yes, I, I had a, uh, I have tradies coming through my house, and I had a uh, rather kind of um, loquacious character. Uh, he's a he's a gyp rocker, uh, mm. and he was he was asking me. He just kind of kind of asks me out of the blue, mm. uh, you know whether I'm a Penrith fan and I'm trying to, you know, I'm beginning to rack my brain. Like, why would he ask me that? Well. Like, you know, do I have anything in my home that would actually tip, you know, kind of uh, give any inclination that, that, that I was, uh, that I was, a, you know, I was a member of the Panthers tribe. So it got me to thinking, maybe I can fake this. Maybe I can just, you know, claim, you know, all, say all the things that I just channel a bit of James Smith <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and talk about Roy Simmons and, and, and talk about, oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, and talk about you know, Brandy Alexander in 1991, and uh, see how long I could fake it, and like, you know, and yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, get him, get him on the side. So, you know. <laughs> if I was paying him directly, maybe I could have done that, and then you know, <laughs> yeah. conned him into a into a cheaper. But, but he rate. hadn't done the job yet, had he? So. No, he hadn't done, he hadn't done the job, yet. and he was. Yeah. I actually figured out that he was a Penrith, a Penrith fan. Oh, okay. but, um, what, what did what made what made him think that you might have been? No idea. Where I, I know that there God. there we we have a degree of St George. In the house, yeah, yeah, uh, because m- my son has a St George bib, yeah. Um, but beyond that, I, I'm really trying um, yeah, uh, as hard as I can to figure out why did I, you know, give can off this this yeah this notion that it, I was it, that I was Penrith at all. Are these um, renovations still going on? Yes, they are. Can you ask him? Yeah, be, I'm, I'm fascinated. <laughs> wow, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but then <laughs> then I took as much time explaining my uh, explaining. Yeah, well, yeah, well, my wife, my wife dobbed me in, but um, yeah, yeah. E- explaining my uh, my football, my my pan football agnosticism, <laughs> your sport agnosticism, my sport yeah. agnosticism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That, that's yeah. So that's a uh, yeah to be continued story. All right. <laughs> I don't know there's not as much story there, but you know, you're about right. the uh, least Penrith person I've ever met in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back and play it off. You know, <laughs> yeah, you just now that, yeah. yeah, how how you remember watching Colin Vandervoort and all those sort of yes. bring out obscure yes, names. Indeed. I can give you some. Yes. <laughs> um, most rugby league thing I did, I did a, a bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm in a rugby league bubble at the moment, but last week I made my debut at the Tom Brock Bequest, this annual event. Not not debut as in speaker, but debut mm. as in attendee. <laughs> <laughs> and and what this event is is. It's like a, a history event where they have a speaker every year and who talks about um, issues in rugby league and rugby league history and and uh, so this this year it was different. There was a panel. There was Terry Williams who um, is a curator um, of the NRL Museum um, at, at NRL Central and he was uh, asking Tracy Holmes, um, NRL head of sport Brian Canavan and the great Roy Masters um, some questions and they covered some great. It's a great territory. Um, covered everything from hating on the NRL commission <laughs> to to rules to to um, you know the progress of women in rugby league. So and it was such great people there. Um, Did Carnarvon kind of spill the beans? Kind of considering he's on the you know he's on his way to another job. No, no. Oh, I, I think that, I, too I, disciplined. Yeah, he's since um, yeah he's since uh, announced that he's he's going to Newcastle as mm-hmm. the head of football and. Uh, well, wow, what an appointment for, for them. Mm-hmm. Such a good football brain, that guy. Um, and I just want to acknowledge Karate Warrior 2, who came up and said g'day. <laughs> I, was, I was thrilled at that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, lovely uh, young bloke and, and a massive, as, as you know, fan of the show. And helps so he's out. real. He is real. He's very he's real. He's not like a collective of like, you know, four or five or 12 different or no, 13 no. different people who are... No. <laughs> he's not a parody. He's not booze hound or anything like that. He's there a we go. great, great footy uh, person. Um, who else is there? Albie from Steel Sports. Mm-hmm. He was there. Um, uh, we yeah. might have to pod from this event next year. This sounds yeah, like definitely. this sounds like our, this sounds like our people. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> wow. It is <laughs> dead, dead in goal heaven. Um, 
And uh, just before I, I, we go on, another person who came up and said good day over the weekend was James Cheeseman. Oh, yes. Yeah, East Tigers diehard and, um, yeah, media man, lo- loves his footy. Um, yeah, so it, it just it thrilled me the bits that I'd run, run into a um, pair of blokes who love this show so much and mm-hmm. just proves that people on Twitter are people. They're yeah. Just, yeah. That yeah. that, uh, w- that you really do. It is good to get reassurance. Of yeah, that, of that fact. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, we're not uh, Tony Abbott who has you know hundred thousand fake followers and that kind of because, thing. because you know like tailoring my rugby league opinions to Russian bots. Is really <laughs> yeah, not, you know, <laughs> I could go anywhere. Not me. getting me anywhere. Really. <laughs> um, all right. So what about this weekend? What are you most looking forward to, mate? Um, uh, why don't you go first? Because, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I've got something grand final related. So oh, it's okay. probably, your, your one is probably makes more sense. No worries. Um, so one of the uh, more recent um, innovations in rugby league has been this interstate intrust super club championship. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yep. Yeah. Uh, this this year it's going to be Redcliffe taking on Canterbury. Um, Redcliffe downed James Cheeseman's... East Tigers. Yeah, yeah. East Tigers yeah, last week at um, Suncorp Stadium and I, I was up there to watch it and... Uh, Redcliffe, a very good team, but so are Canterbury yeah. because Canterbury uh, knocked over Newtown Jets at Leichhardt Oval last week um, in the um, Intrasuper Premiership Grand Final. Um, and Canterbury, as I keep saying over and over again, when Penrith lost that trial to Canterbury, most of these players were playing in that game. So they've got some great depth, uh, the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is going to be a cracking game of footy. So footy. you think this one will be competitive as opposed to last year? Oh, yeah. Which is one of my great disappointments <laughs> of sports watching. Yeah, me. Yeah. I, I still can't work out what happened to PNG. Maybe the maybe they just didn't represent themselves very well. Like yeah. Maybe they are much better than that and they just yeah kind yeah. of... The, the moment was a bit too big for them, as you as you suggested. Yeah. And we shouldn't judge them just on that on that one match. No, probably But they not. really did look out of their depth. Oh, yeah. And Penrith looked, as you said, yeah. like a pack of giants, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. It, was like, it was like the the, uh, the the senior school playing, or the, the senior, the first 13 playing against the 8th and 9th graders, yeah. I thought. <laughs> it, was so, it was such a shame because... Admittedly, Vili Kikak can make anybody look really, <laughs> really small and bad, so, you know. That's they, true. Yeah, yeah, he showed up a lot of people. It was the first, one of the first times I can remember uh, wanting Penrith to lose a game. <laughs> Just thinking, God, come on, mm. ease up, ease up a little bit. But anyway, back yeah. to, to this game. You think, the, uh, yeah, the Dolphins versus the Dogs will, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, kind of um, more of a yeah competitive spectacle. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah, yeah, this will go down to the wire. This game, there, there is going to be nothing in it. It's um, it's going to be great. Uh, Got some good mates. Um, Reese Martin will play more than a minute. <laughs> he should certainly will. <laughs> he certainly will. Um, they, they had great scenes covered by um, Albie on uh, Steel Sports last week. He, he bought everything. He bought the celebrations and did interviews, and the crowd was amazing. Mm. Um, apparently, there were hardly any food outlets or anything. Here we like go that. again with your yeah. food out. <laughs> That's right. Picnic, was, mate. Picnic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take your food with you. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to. Apart from the um, NRL grand final yeah, and that, that. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so awesome. What about yourself? Uh, uh, the thing I'm looking uh, most forward to, uh, because I guess I'm a sentimental fool, yep. is... Um, one of the things I really love, uh, one of the emergent tra- uh, traditions that we brought to Grand Final Day in um, in both our gods, uh, I, I must note, yeah. uh, is the uh, is basically the fanfare, the acknowledgement of the retiring players, oh, the guys who have yeah been long term uh, oh, veterans in the league. I think it's a great thing. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I was trying to track down when did this actually start? Who you, you know when who's who started? But I think it is. Yeah, something uh, our gods do, and, and I think it's just great. I think it's great Isn't that it? you know when. Um, attention on on the club competition is at its highest and its peak for the year yep. that yeah you know, these guys kind of on who have you know contributed so directly to the game um are, are, are kind of have that have that moment and this year's class of guys who are retiring mm. it's you know it's an absolute gem like yeah. you, know, you, you know it's you're rarely going to get better than you know than you know jt and uh you know of course billy will be playing um 
you know, you got even like, you know, the likes of um, uh, like a Simon Mannering. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know if these guys will be there, but uh, you know, yeah. they're, 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 these are the retirements. Luke Lewis. Luke Lewis. Uh, and yeah. one guy who um, I guess is in a, in a bit of a, a twilight zone because he technically is involved as well. But uh, one of my favorite rugby league people is Ryan Hoffman. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, he's, 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 in, he's yeah. in that class. So, yeah. it, it you know, it'll be yeah, it is a really good class of guys who are... Um, yeah, who will who'll kind of get that that moment in the sun? Hopefully, it's sun. <laughs> this uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, this uh, this Sunday, grand final day. Um, yeah, it uh, yeah. I just think it's it's a wonderful thing, kind yeah. of uh, kind of to do. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just really authentic. Um, yeah. yeah, there's you know there's so much around, kind of grand final day. You know, the kind of or trying to make it more of a spectacle than kind of than what it has to be because there's so many casual viewers at this time of year mm -hmm. but um yeah I, I do enjoy that i also enjoy kind of like figuring out who in the class of guys that were invited has the thinnest credentials to be invited all right but that's just because that's just i'm, I'm being a bit of a bitch <laughs> yeah so th that's what uh yeah that's kind of uh yeah one thing i'm uh yeah i'm looking forward to oh excellent very well said mm. how, how lovely um, yeah i love that part too i love how they play the jurassic park movie theme song in there <laughs> all that that gets me it's like oh no I never, you know, it never occurred to me that they play that music for the dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> they do they do <laughs> oh no oh, that's that's projection but it's so that, awesome that like really it, is. it just places them up on such a stage like these are the most honored sort of you know, respected players in the game. And it really is better in, the, in those years when guys go up there and you're like, who is that? I didn't know he was a <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. But uh, even then, that's good too. Like, you know, like you got, yeah. those guys, they're the they're the meat and potatoes of the league, you know? They make the league go. Like, it's not just all yeah. without, you know, we need our superstars, but, you know, there's no league without, you know, the... With the, the other uh, three hundred other guys who populate, you know, populate the competition. So that's right. Yeah, um, and I, I like the fact that yeah, kind of whether it's that guy or whether it's a, or a future a future immortal, they're there together on that moment. And they they get to, mm. they, they get to be appreciated. Yeah. At that, at that time and I love it when players retire because it means that they're easier to interview <laughs> <laughs> we're interviewing JT he'll be on tap now now that he's finished ex-football <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right the thing that you know the, the biggest change of your life when you're going from just being a player to yeah, being the non-player the, next <laughs> the amount of attention you get in uh, yes yeah, at the, at the you know in the in the session at the bar afterwards, it just completely drops away. Oh, definitely, yeah. But beers beers bought for you for forever and ever. Yeah. When I bet you when when you retire. Mm. Um, okay, so on to the grand final. Um, we're recording this a night after Billy happened, mm. um, so he's allowed to play. Yeah. Big question now is whether Cronk yeah. will be playing. I've got a bit of a weird feeling about Kronk. I'd, I reckon. You think this is foxing? You think? Um, you know, you think how did you know I was going to say that? No. Wow, I, a little bit, no. a little bit. Yeah. How can you not? It's grand final week. Yeah, like. Uh, he has. And he, he hasn't even revealed his injury yet. We don't even know yeah. for sure what happened to him. So. Because you know. Yeah. This is a game where if you you are carrying something like what he's carrying, mm. I just keep on thinking of. Uh, of uh, JT in, in the Origin series. Yeah, yeah. If they target him, you're not going to win the game. No, <laughs> if, no. Yeah, if he's carrying that. But uh, um, I don't know. I, 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 and, and then another thought I had was, um, you know, maybe he has already been ruled out. Mm. But yeah, as far as the public goes, any opposition, yeah, he's still a chance. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you, exactly what you said. Like, you'd have to start preparing around a different halfback almost immediately, mm -hmm. wouldn't you? Like. Would you? It would be more. It would be more advantageous to have like to put Kronk in there in the start starting thirteen, and mm. then have the other side prepare for that, and then spring the backup on him. Or is it more advantageous to have the backup? What they're doing to have the backup in there, and then Kronk, yeah, kind of being yeah, yeah doubtful up until the. I, I think yeah, and that's how they're doing it, isn't it? Yeah. Because so. how did the Storm prepare for Orbison that halfback? Hasn't happened hardly, has it? Mm. Or unless Kiri's going to be. Um, you, you yeah. would think. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. In, 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 whatever number he's wearing on his back, I suspect he'll you know, play as the yeah, obviously mm. as the as the chief playmaker. But um, um, yeah, we don't uh, normally analyze play because we're a different sort of podcast. But what do you think is going to happen? Putting you on the spot. Listen, <laughs> um, the, the the narrative that kind of has intrigued me coming into this into this final is um, quite separate to the whole kind of 
courtroom drama that oh, yeah. <laughs> that this grand final lead-up week basically has become. Were you watching any of that last night? Uh, I was kind of keeping tabs oh. on, you know, <laughs> on like, you know, you couldn't avoid it, really. I, I if you're watching, watching news, it. I mean, you had, yeah, you had kind of like, yeah, the, the kind of all the correspondents just hanging around outside. And, and then, I, I have a... <laughs> We'll move on to. I, I want to ask you a question. Sorry, because we'll move on to this. Because I'm totally sidetracked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, the narrative that intrigues me is that quite separate to, to all of like, the the who will be there on the field kind yeah. of come 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 this weekend. I'm just interested in the idea that I, you know, a lot of people have groused that these are two very good but very unpopular sides. They're, they're yep. not the sides of the people. Like you know, it's not no, as if Souths or Penrith or no. uh, or Cronulla kind of you know, in there. It's basically two like very well-run organizations that have quite a few resources behind them and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of are you know, kind of like rugby league machines to a degree. Yep. And, you know, like a lot of people saying, my Jip Rocker this morning again was complaining about, you know. The, <laughs> Who's your Jip Rocker go for? Uh, Penrith. I, I'd That's say why he, he, so he lives out there and he I don't know if he lives him. out there, but, you know, he's okay. a Penrith fan. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, <laughs> yeah, so, but, you know, much as what you might feel about, you know, the Swarm and the Roosters, I think it's hard to deny that they've been the two, probably the two best sides of the last five years. If you look at kind of, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, Melbourne's results, you know, in a grand final and even beyond that, and then the Roosters also and what they've done kind of uh, in terms of the minor premiership stakes. Um, I think I told you this, uh, I mentioned this to you before. It's kind of remarkable these two sides have not met in a grand final up yeah. until now. Considering how good they've been, uh, I just said five years, She's got back two decades, pretty much since the time Melbourne got into the comp. Uh, yeah, it's one of those, it's like seeing two heavyweights who kind of have ducked each other or, mm. you know, just because circumstances haven't aligned for them uh, to meet. It's like, you know, that, that line we used back then that it's it's remarkable that the Raiders and the Broncos never met in a grand final yeah. during their their um, the, their period where they were the, the like the two kind of uh, powerhouse sides of the comp. So yeah. it's nice that it's going to happen at least once. Yeah. So yeah. you know th- that to me is um, yeah kind of uh, kind of what I'm uh, I'm kind of looking towards. You know, on the field. Yeah, I'm curious to see to what degree the Roosters will try to try to play, uh, try to open up the game. Yeah. Because I think. You know, plainly they're good enough to win games in many different ways, and so in Melbourne. But I think if it's a tight game, I don't think they can hang with with the Storm. The Storm, no. are, the storm are very good at winning those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, but even even Melbourne, I think, has um, has done really well, kind of, yeah, um, with with the weapons that they have, like you know, playing at a playing at a greater tempo, putting more putting more players into the game. So um, yeah, Ooh. I'll just be I'll I'll just be interested on that front. Um, and whether you know whether the you know the you know the Roosters feel they have the capability to play in in, in a very up tempo style with with Cronk up there yeah is yeah. you know it's going to be something it's going to be interesting and you'll see it I think really from the very start of the match yeah I, I you know what I reckon I reckon they can win without him yeah I think there's their quality right across the park yeah um, I think their forward pack is is good enough to just catch Melbourne. On, on an off night, mm. um, but but that storm forward pack itself is just so monstrous. Mm. And you mentioned a, a machine sort of like uh, quality to them, and they are like that. But um, one one other thing I I can't get out of my head with Slater getting um, getting off his uh, shoulder charge charge. I can see uh, yeah, I can see all that playing out. And then Billy's team losing. Yeah, that sort of the thing. Karma, the karma is bad. Yeah, I can see that happening. I, I don't know. There's absolutely no evidence or or logic behind it. But yeah, I'd, but I, as I said before, I, I think the Roosters can do it. I think Kerry, he he's not afraid of the big yeah. stage. He's like your Michael Morgan. He's that sort of player. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. I mean, if, if yeah, if you mm. want to kind of bring karma into this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Billy has a subdued game after this. Yeah, uh, say so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tedesco has a blinder. The yep. man who will inherit basically Billy's status as, you know, as as the game's best number one. Yeah. Um, another guy I'm kind of looking at, particularly if Kronk doesn't play, who could really, um, it, it could really kind of win a match for uh, for for the Roosters is Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, he comes back in yep. like he'll be, you know, he'll just have absolutely he'll be absolutely full of energy, kind of yeah, kind of getting back into the side, and he's the kind of guy that you know. Give him two chances near the goal line that 
would conventionally be stopped by any other team. Mm. He's so strong at you know turning kind of non chances into tries. Oh. That's enough to win a ma- that's enough to win a football game for yeah. you. So you know, totally I, agree. Yeah, I think I think so. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of looking there. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, win without Kronk. I don't know. I mean, the, the other the other argument, the other discussion I've had been having this week is, you know, it's like around the, the, the discussions that kind of fans have around this. Would it have been a fair deal? Like, you know, it'd be like uh, in chess, you know, trading your queen for a queen, right? <laughs> like, so if like no Billy versus no Kronk, and they had the two sides go up against each other, so neither side could really complain. And now, you know, now that Slater's playing, yeah, you know, it kind of yeah tilts it upsets that dynamic. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. Mm. Jeez, yeah. I mean, Billy's just going to be trying to be playing out of his skin, isn't he? So, last game, blah, must, blah, blah. It must be a thing when you know that it's your last game. So, oh, you yes. just you just pour everything into it. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to what Cameron's going to do, you know, because <laughs> it might be his last game as well. God, and if they win back-to-back premiers, first time since 92, 93. That's right. They're, yeah. They're, you know, and that's... that's the kinda, it's kind of a huge thing in front of them. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, epic... Epic day out. So, yeah, to kind of draw back to the, the question, you know, one statement about how you felt about this whole kind of Billy Slater scenario. <laughs> um, just like everybody else did, yes, by the law, it was an illegal play. But um, if, we, if we're eliminating physical contact out of rugby league, then I think we've gone a little bit too far. Mm. So, I, I, I mean, I'd, you'd think that they'd have a look at the shoulder charge rule um, over the off season, but it really wasn't meant for that sort of situation. It was meant for you know hit ups and yeah. you know hits that forwards put on Charging each other out of the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think common sense w- will prevail later on. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can go around saying that special. You know that there's special treatment for this player and, and that player. You'd, like, what? Why say that? Why, why say that and then continue to follow the game? If you're saying that, hmm. then you've obviously got that much cynicism. Um, against the game, then then you may as well not be following it. Go and do something else. Go fishing or something. <laughs> <laughs> if it's so rigged and and biased, no, fi- and that fishing is rigged. <laughs> yeah. The fish rigger. That's right. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's been dealt with. Oh, it, it got a great response on Twitter. Yeah. People were being very creative and funny, and you know, what, waiting gifts and memes and all that sort of thing. So. Um, it goes back to something that, that I tested out there ages, ages ago and it was shouted down. We've got to start televising the judiciary. Mm. How fascinating <laughs> would it be? No. Here, here, comes the def- here comes the defense team and the no. lawyers are in there and, and this kid who, who is two seconds old who we've watched on, on the footy field is in a suit and he's looking all fragile and nervous. Far out. It'd be a good way to fill the Tuesday night, wouldn't it? No, really. <laughs> Last night was enthralling. It was. I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> All right. Um, I got two things. Well, to you start. like watching the Brownlow Medal, so you, yeah, <laughs> that's my retort to that. <laughs> you like watching. You like watching the Brownlow Medal count, don't you? <laughs> I got, I got, I got two, I got two things. Yeah, I, got two ge- the, I got two general thoughts about this. Here comes a blowback. Here's, yeah. here's the first one. <clears throat> I I loathe the tribunal. I I, I, I loathe. No, they don't. Really? And this is this is the. They're problem. the bad guys, aren't they? No, 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 no. I loathe the concept oh, okay. of, of the tribunal. Oh, you just want Roger Goodall uh, to uh, decide everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I definitely. want basically you like want, you know. You want Greenberg to say. I want Greenberg to come out on Monday morning and say, "This is your punishment. This is your punishment. <laughs> this is your punishment." And that's it. Yeah, Greenberg. You want to appeal? Appeal. You can appeal to me. (laughs) (laughs) I said no yesterday, didn't I? Yeah, no today as well. (laughs) So you know, I I fair enough. It's a good. And and listen, I to me, this is not. This is not. I'm not picking on league specifically. I'm picking on every um, every tribunal in Australia. Yep. In any code. Firstly, I hate the 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 mere fact we call it a tribunal. You know, it makes it sound way more important than it really is. Yeah. We we. It's not even legal, is it? We have this. We have this. Basically, this pantomime court, quasi-judicial system for what is basically acts of on-field violence in a fo- in football, and it is ridiculous to me. And what it really does is it serves as a way, functionally, 
of uh, of prolonging and rehashing football related violence it does, through the week that's all it really is all it really is for and the amount of time that i find that you know particularly with controversial instances that you know we waste in conversation talking about well whether he did this or he did that and he turned that way and he couldn't have done that with intent or like i you know we talk about that more than we talk about the game sometimes yeah true you know yeah. so it's now i think slater is a is a different situation but firstly that's why I, I, would, I could stand to do with a lot less of tribunal. So televising it is completely anathema to me. <laughs> Fair enough. But it's, you, can, you can see how <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of, you know, fired I am about this. I would even want, not want to call it the tribunal. Call it the panel. Call it the headmaster's office. Call it anything, but don't give it any more dignity than it really, really deserves. <laughs> Great. Anyway, yeah. that, that's my that's my first thing. Yep. Uh, to, to second thing would be to go back to this. Really, the situation about Billy. I pretty much agree with you. I couldn't, okay. I couldn't see how that you know that that wasn't a shoulder charge. And if you're going to start splitting legalisms about, um, yeah, what 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 it constitutes one and what doesn't. Uh, you know the reporting coming out of last night that you know Billy kind of actually got up and then did the did the Johnny Cochran right like he he acted it out like you know Johnny Cochran putting on the OJ Simpson glove Billy showed you you know I couldn't have shoulder charged because I was trying to do this I couldn't have yeah yeah <laughs> so you know I you know when you get down to I, I I sympathize with all the opinions put out there that you know the, the rule really is the rule and you know, I I don't want to really kind of argue against it because when you when it was happening in real time. Uh, you know, looking at it, I was thinking, geez, that really looks like a shoulder charge to me. Mm, mm. But, you know, the thing that I, I get dragged back to is, you know, and as we kind of mentioned at the top of the show, I think all of us kind of respect kind of, you know, the history of the league and the, and the great arc of the game. I mean, you know, in 10 to 15 years time, are we really going to say to ourselves, you know, you know, I really love the fact that the shoulder charge rule was administrated properly. <laughs> or are we going to say, you know, you know, wasn't it great that Billy Slater's career ended on the, you know, in, in the grand final, on the stage of the grand final, yeah. whatever, you know, as, as a, you know, yeah. how, if he wins or if he loses. People might even forget that all this happened. Uh, I, I forgot maybe. that Justin Hodges was at the judiciary the week yeah. before the Cowboys Broncos Green Fund. I forgot you, all about that. Do you recall, because yeah. I, it's hazy in my memory, that Cameron Smith, when Cameron Smith got outed for which which GF was it? Oh, it was, was it the 08 Green Fund? Yeah, final? I think it was 08, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. I forgot. They didn't play. No. It was on the field. There you go. He, he was suspended. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's big news now. It's explosive. But yeah. what you were saying now, I just want to go back to what you were saying. It's so true, isn't it? Like, they get legal teams together mm. to go in and defend themselves. Mm. In, in a process that has absolutely no legal bearing on any, anything. It's like, um, you know, what happens on the footy field is all part of this um, Kool-Aid sort of drinking, buying into the culture thing. Yeah. And nobody questions it. It's like you've got this hulking bloke, you know, uh, uh, just say a forward gets done for a high tackle, where he's physically hurt somebody on the field. He, no one will ever hurt him in real life, ever, you know, because everyone's too scared. Mm. But he goes in and sits in a chair and goes through this process and someone says, you can't play this for six weeks. And he says, yeah, okay, I accept that. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? One thing I do like in terms of, you know, kind of the modern developments of the player discipline is that they have a system now yeah, with, with yeah. the points and with the early pleas that you kind of just get out of this whole kind of, really is a charade to me, honestly. Definitely, like, yeah. you know, they kind of have to go in and, you know, get lawyers to defend them. And you know, <laughs> I, 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 just, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I... I, I I'm warming to your all-consuming, all-ruling... Um, uh, and listen, yeah. that I I will fully admit that has weaknesses as well. I did say, you know, because, oh, yeah, the, the the bias um, claims that must come out of yeah. the NFL's oh, stuff. Terrible, and like you know, particularly ways that they sometimes kind of like uh, implement bad process. Yep. Some to, to the extent that they deny natural justice. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I just uh, at least at least this way, there's a judiciary and a panel to blame. Listen, I understand that, you know, it probably kind of emanated out of a, a, a you know, a historical development when, the, when maybe the league office was, you know, a couple of blocks and yeah. a filing cabinet and, you know, not the huge headquarters it is today. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the clubs themselves needed an independent arbiter because you couldn't rely on the clubs to basically figure it out among themselves. Yeah, true. So, you know, that that I get, but I, when I, when I, when I watch it, you know, it, yeah, it, it stinks of mock court. You know, at mock court, when you know, when yeah. university students like dress up to look like lawyers and then argue <laughs> yeah. cases, it, it really looks like that. And you know, I, you know, I mean, 
and oftentimes I, I when these players hire lawyers who could be like helping people with like real life legal cases and you know we're administrating you know or we're, we're kind of defending an act of like you know an accident that happened on a footy field somewhere it makes me very cynical about you know kind of you know what we you know what we're doing in society but you know Absolutely. <laughs> Great point. Bottom line is that, yes, Billy's playing, and I think, yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're going to, yeah, I think in time we're going to feel better about it. Yeah. And, and the next time a shoulder charge happens, you know, like, you know, the first thing that someone will say is, well, you know, I kind of like trying to do what Billy did, and, you know, yep. it didn't work. Yeah, and, 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 and the NRL has to wear that, yeah, has to wear that sort of thing. Um, what are you, how are you spending grand final day? Uh, probably going to watch a bunch of... Uh, are, you, are you and your Jeep rocker going to watch it together? <laughs> probably going to watch a bunch of US college football, probably American oh, college good. football early in the day, because that's yep. what I do, with, I do with my Sundays. Yep. And yeah, kind of move... Uh, Move on neatly right into the yeah, yeah. into the into the grand final. Nice so, one. Although you know there might be a bit of a gap in time because yeah that game is uh, is creeping later and later. Isn't it? Yeah, seven thirty. I think the kickoff is. Yeah, mm. I'll be uh, hobnobbing it in the boxes. Oh and, yes, indeed you yeah, will. Yes, so it's going to be fun. Awesome. Um, and so now it's time to move on to what our listeners are going to be doing on grand oh, final. Oh wait, you have to explain your um your uh, your usual grand final day tradition of. Um, Oh, we're not doing it this year. Yeah, but you have to explain yeah. it anyway. Um, we normally stay in ambush. Yes, stay out there because um, I've always wondered. Can I ask the, you this the better half and I hate, absolutely hate leaving that ground? Can I ask you a question? Particularly where we are, we live in the eastern suburbs. Mm. Penrith supporter living in the eastern suburbs, and it's a nightmare. We get home about one o'clock. Ask a question. So we stay out there. What type of people do you encounter staying in that hotel? Um, oh. Are they people who've travelled to the, or do you get... Um, yeah. It's mostly for people connected to the game itself. Ah, oh, okay, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh the, the uh, most high-profile famous person I saw in there one day was John Rebo. <laughs> 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 it was awesome. I said, I said to Megan, that's John Rebo. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Uh, Laurie Daly, we saw him in the lift one day. Um, yeah, so it's uh, the players staying there. Okay, yeah. yeah um, just all sorts of organisations. Oh, clearly the Melbourne, yeah, Melbourne, the Melbourne Storm will be staying there. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, they went, they, they had their celebrations one. When did they last win it? Um, it was last, no, it wasn't last year. Was it? <laughs> last win it last uh, year. <laughs> when they beat the dogs, mm. they were running amok and knocking on everybody's doors and all that sort of thing, so... Goes on in the yeah, no at the pool. No scandal. <laughs> no, no. No, no. They didn't right. knock on on Buzz Rothfield's door. <laughs> but it's mostly functional people connected to the grand final, like the stadium managers and oh, and, yeah. and you know people who actually okay uh, at eight fifteen this is going to happen and very yeah sort of um, people who walk around wearing earpieces and that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, and Secret which service. <laughs> Which is a good idea. The guy's defending Todd Greenberg? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's bodyguards. Um, so I put out a cheeky question this week. I wasn't sure how many people would respond because everybody was so obsessed with Billy Slater and all that kind of thing. But mm. I've got a really funny little group of responses to this week's question of what's your grand final day plans? Um, Stuart McLennan. Um, says, a trip to the James Joyce Irish pub in Athens. Uh, we'll watch the game with Greek rugby league players and a few tourists and expats while enjoying Savlaki. Watched down by a couple of pints of Mythos, is it? Okay. Sounds like... <laughs> Damn it. Is that, is that a real thing? You can, you know, you have a pint of Mythos? I don't it almost know. sounds like it's you know, a beer that's not real. It's mythological. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. To, it, Stuart likes and, following And then it's like the scotch of pathos, you know, something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it all becomes hubris. A little more exciting than us. Good on you, Disco. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, Disco. Uh, Jay Dwight says he's going to be out there. Oh, before you go on to that, oh. uh, there is nothing better than, uh, yes, yeah, observing um, uh, kind of like the great Australian sporting rituals in places that have absolutely no idea whatsoever. Yeah, that, you know, you're, you're connected. Yeah, connected to it. Yeah. That's why I really, I really should have. If I had, you know, kind of the wherewithal, I would have tried. I should have done uh, Origin in Hawaii. Oh right, that would have been cool. Okay. I once watched the uh, day one of the Boxing Day test in uh, in a, in the uh, pub in the Philippines. Oh yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Oh cool. Yeah. I watched a few Origins in um, New York. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, got, yeah. got up early and had an Origin yeah. breakfast. I think the game... That's was... something we should talk about some other time. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jay Dwight says uh, he'll be out there. Um, 
if um, I've done my maths right, he says, it's the 40th grand final he's been wow. to since his first as a seven-year-old back in 1974. Uh, Newtown beat East 6-5 in reserve grade that day. Um, I was there in my Newtown jersey. Beautiful. Um, Egg Council Creeper. Here we go. He's going to be getting drunk in his underwear. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Um, just neutral fan things. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I missed that one. Sorry, um, Mario Siegs underscore um, says, this, this is his rundown. Alcohol, then the women's final, then more alcohol, the reserve grade grand final. More alcohol, day done. So he's not even going to do the grand final. They, they've seen the first <laughs> yeah, grand final. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, nah, bugger that. I'll just, you know. Maybe that's, uh, yeah. That, that's drinking. That, that's beer o'clock. Yeah, exactly. That's really beer o'clock. That, serious, serious <laughs> drinking from the, after the reserve grade grand final. Or, or maybe that's lost in transmission time. I don't know. Uh, the Warrior says, I'll be down at West Ashfield undercover, um, being a Balmain fan and all. Uh, to be honest, probably more looking forward to the Curry knockout, which has become a great tradition of NRL Grand Final weekend for me. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, jump time uh, says the Turnbull Stakes <laughs> will be into the Gola Dogs into the Russian F1 GP. <laughs> there is an inside sport reader. <laughs> yeah, That's fantastic. That? <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I thought I was being I was being clever with my American college football, but you yeah, know that that, that, yeah, that eats that. It's a massive sporting weekend. Come to think of it. Uh, doing says he'll be tweeting about ref's fault, Billy winning the Clive Churchill, how bad the commentators are, uh, the game should be at 3pm, <laughs> bagging the video ref, trying to get blocked by Buzz, both teams are roiding the cap, uh, say I'm never watching the NRL again and bagging the entertainment. Yeah, that's pretty much it, pretty much how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, and not to mention uh, the game, how the game is going oh, uh, yeah, downhill. No, no. That as well. Yeah, you yeah. need a you need a gro- you know, broad claim about how it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan T. Jansen says, um, "A mate is over from the UK, and we're heading down to go to the game. He's shouting the whole week whole weekend. It's going to be epic. Yikes! Fancy that. Yeah. That's what we all need. Hmm. Awesome." Uh, Ryan says um, he'll be working on the Gold Coast until ten, then flying to Sydney, uh, getting in at. Um, uh, two-ish, uh, pretty much straight to the stadium, and hopefully a vic- at a victorious East Leagues club after. Roosters fan, obviously. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Gold Coast-based Roosters fan. And finally, um, Eel says, I'll be turning uh, on the TV at 11am, plus my radio um, on to ABC Grandstand, and hoping that I'll get at least five minutes during the day to exercise. <laughs> Exercise. Exercise. Exercising on grand final day. <laughs> what are you doing, Eel? What are you doing? <laughs> That's just a no exercise day, isn't it? Grand final day. Because of the whole the idea is that you, whatever you're going to do during grand final, you're going to put it back on, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, with interest. Um, cool. All right, so um, anything that we've missed? Anything? You, you, got, you, got, you got I got I got a question for you, but... Um, oh, okay. Um, other than... Um, our uh, October Inside Sport edition is on sale right now. Yes. It's all about repeat grand finalists. Yep. So, yeah. Very appropriate. Not going to have Josh Adokar on the cover. Yeah. A guy who I, um, I, why not? I, I, I like the Fox, so I'll, I'll yeah, say, cool. I'll say, I'll put him up there for my Churchill medalist. Oh. Which then implies that Melbourne will probably win the game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Unless he does a Bradley Clyde. <laughs> Who's the other one? Is Brad Mackay who won the Brad uh, Mackay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's another one. Who I forget. Daily Cherry Evans. Yeah, well done. See, impressed well, by that? I am. You can host this show next week. <laughs> well done, mate. Um, yeah, so our October 2018 edition is on the stands. Um, grab it. Yeah, buy it and keep us employed. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> okay, I, you, you said uh, I had a question for you. Yeah, you just what? tweaked to me while you were talking about uh, kind of Mark Allen career knockout earlier. Yep. Um, it strikes me that uh, Ella, of course, being an iconic figure in Union, mm-hmm. what uh, Union player do you wish had uh, played rugby league? Oh, nice. Um, I wish because he would surely he'd be close to top of the list. Yeah, definitely. He's, it, uh, Is that the answer basically already? Well, if not, try to you know. I liked uh, I liked Michael Liner as well. Yeah, yeah, thought he was a wonderful player in in Union. Yeah, just but but Mark Ella. Like, 
Yeah. I, was, I was watching YouTube videos of him yesterday. Yeah. And I was only, we're only little kids when he was starring on the, on the big stage, scoring all those. He scored a try in, um, in each game on a, on a, um, a Grand Slam tour. Um, and every single one of those tries, it was like five seconds before it happened. He was nowhere, and he just came out of out of nowhere and just in, in influenced the play so well. Like, mm-hmm. What a legend! I can't believe we get to speak to him. But yeah, he'd he'd be the one. And then Michael Liner, yep. so fluid, so smooth, so organised and poised, wasn't he? Like, I remember. Loved him. Yeah. I'll never forget Michael Liner. That um, yeah, <laughs> there, was, goals too. yeah. there was he, when they uh, came back from the '95 World Cup in South Africa. <laughs> somebody had probably got it into someone's head that uh, you know floated this rumor out there that he was going to go play rugby league in Illawarra. <laughs> and so he's in this... Actually, middle, that make sense. He, he was in the middle... Because it was Super League at the time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like money just flying about. And yeah, yeah. Um, Union hadn't professionalized yet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can remember there's this kind of doorstop situation where he had all these microphones around him. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, someone just throws lobs this question in from nowhere. Is it true you're going to go, you know, play you know, rugby league with the Illawarra <laughs> Steelers? And he just he just absolutely cracked up. He's like, you know, I don't know where you got that one. <laughs> but, yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was certainly... Yeah. There are certainly that one. So, um, okay, so we'll end on that. Here is Mark Eller talking about the Curry knockout, and uh, have a great grand final day, everyone. And uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll catch you next week. We're going to do this next week, oh, or we're going to be yeah. It's yeah. going to be busy, but uh, yeah, we, we should try. You know, even if it's just uh, yeah, kind of um, yeah, just even quickly, we'll, uh, we'll okay. definitely uh, definitely kind of get uh, record another pod. Alrighty, here's Mark, and um, yeah, have a great weekend, everyone. Alrighty, uh, Mark Eller, thanks very much for joining us on Dead yeah. in Goal podcast. Delighted week. to be here. Oh, it's a, it's a, a delight to talk to you. An absolute legend of Australian sport. Um, yeah, can't quite believe it actually. So, but anyway, enough of my gushing. Okay. <laughs> um, you're the head of sport at um, NITV, and the reason we're interviewing you on this podcast is because NITV and SBS are the proud broadcasters of the uh, annual Curry Knockout. So that was Aboriginal knockout. Um, how, how long have you had the position at NITV, and um, was television always part of your long-term ambition, career-wise, post-playing? Well, I probably spent a lot of my time, obviously, in, in front of a camera. Yep. Um, I yeah, obviously retired uh, from rugby fairly early. Yeah. I did a little bit of uh, commentary with, with the ABC, with Gordon Bray, obviously, covering, covering the rugby and, and the test matches. And it wasn't until 2011... Yeah. that I was invited to join NITV. Now, that was, um, they always covered sport. Obviously, sport is very, very much a part of Indigenous uh, television yeah. uh, and, and communities. Um, so I've been with NITV since uh, 2011. Um, I uh, covered, I guess, my first crew knockout and executive producer of, uh, of the crew knockout uh, in Bathurst. Oh, okay. Uh, many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, and you know this comes around once a year. It's probably probably one of the biggest sporting gatherings, uh, in, in not so much in the world. You know we've got Olympics and, and soccer World Cups yeah. and things like that. But uh, it's you know it's very much part of uh, you know what I look forward to every every year. It's exciting. Uh, it's passionate. You know sometimes they go a little bit crazy. Yeah, we're yeah. all crazy, but you know we're just passionate about rugby league, and uh, you know our audiences just love it. Oh, excellent! Yeah, and and so uh, before we go get too far, so the Curry Knockout is on this weekend. Um, yeah, it's like where where do you fit into it? Like, where are you originally from? And uh, well, I, and, I I grew up at La Perouse. Okay, yeah. Um, so a Gadigal man. Um, yeah. My family, uh, you know, we grew up playing rugby league, obviously at La Perouse. Yeah. And my uncle Bruce Larper Stewart, you know, played a lot of rugby league uh, for the Roosters um, uh, you know we used to follow Eric Sims you know Lummy Longbottom you know, those yeah. guys were, were just legends so <laughs> you know of uh, the, the seven boys in, in, in my family you know we all played rugby league right um, my, my three brothers were centres and I had another three brothers that played fullback yeah. I played 12 years of rugby league as hooker okay uh, and, yeah. and I loved it and um, you know I probably 
my our burning desire was to play for South. Yep, you were know, Rabbitoh fans. Um, but in those days, uh, the South Sydney Juniors had a philosophy of, of playing the biggest and the strongest, and, and mm. you know, being a small, tiny hooker. And you know, I was never ever going to do that. But my brother Gary, uh, he captained the, uh, a couple of you know the SG Ball and um, what was the the, the team oh, below the yeah um, yeah, yeah that, that um, Matthews. Harold Matthews yeah. and so he used to captain it against Steve Steve Ella. Okay, yeah, it was yeah. again uh, our cousin. <laughs> yeah. So they in those days in junior rugby league, you know, South and, and Parramatta were the strongest. And Gary and Steve used to you know play it inside centre, basically captain you know their respective teams. And so rugby league plays a big part of of, of, yeah. of our family. And then without making you repeat something you've probably already repeated a billion times over, how, how did rugby union be, come to be your uh, career path? Well, it came. It's strange that our, our, our local high school. It was Matchville High. Okay. If you don't know where Matchville High, it's long, opposite Long Bay Jail. But you now we're I've, nice. I've been asked to. We, 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 yeah, we're we're nice people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for some strange reason, we had a sportsmaster, Jeff Mould, kick rugby league out of the school sports curriculum probably right. about five or six years before we got there. You know, Russell Fairfax wow. went through Matchville High, and he was probably the, obviously our first major star. He, he played rugby, um, uh, obviously for Australia, but you know. We all come from a league background, but we had no choice. Well, not no choice. We, we yeah. had a, in our winter sports was either rugby or football or soccer. Yeah. Um, and so rugby league and rugby union were very much the same. So we just sort of adapted. Um, but we sort of, I don't know, the free-flowing style of rugby, mm-hmm. you know, uh, made us play instinctively. And we, we played, you know, there were about seven or eight Indigenous players in that side, you know, guys like Lordy Walker. Yeah. Who played and Kevin Longbottom was you know the, the, the you know from that from that famous family, you know Charlie Lester who lived next door and my three brothers so we we had a we had a black line there was only one non-indigenous player and he had a red hair so he became known as the the back the black line with the red tip <laughs> and so and that's the way it was we just played yeah. instinctively we always played our rugby league so we played we played rugby on the Wednesday for sport then after a couple of years we played rugby on the Saturday. But league was always played on Sundays, and we never yep. missed a game of league. Oh, so that's um, who was it? A teacher or a yeah, schoolmaster? Oh, it was school yeah. sportsmaster Jeff Jeff Mould. Yes, he so was. It's his fault. It's his fault that we played rugby and not rugby league. Wow, <laughs> what a great story! Yeah. I love that. I love it. Um, so here we go. Here's a question for you, because you're in um, management now. Are there any particular aspects of your playing career that? you find help you in, in day-to-day sort of work uh, now? Well, You're a bit of a leader and well, leadership Well, that's right. Skills. So, okay, so I obviously captained the Wallabies. Yep. You know, captain, you know, Ramwick, who I played for. So, uh, in, I guess in, in any environment, uh, even, even you know, work environment, you need leaders. Yep. And, and what I'm now, obviously, in NITV, I, you know, if you ask me about IT or, or camera shots, and, you know, do, I, I may struggle a little. But what I was good at was obviously getting teams together. Yeah, okay, um, all right. And so, you know, we, we had a team in OTV, very small, particularly covering, you know, the crew mocker, very sm- small but robust, and, you know, all these guys knew what they were doing. And, you know, we, not only me, but a lot of these guys probably worked, you know, long hours uh, to deliver, obviously, the product uh, for the channel. So I was basically there just helping and assisting, and, you know, when it got tough, you know, resolving problems you know just dealing you know day-to-day things right oh, okay oh, great answer um um so nitv like being um the major broadcaster of, of the career knockout for so long what, what do you think the what do you think the main connection there is like what's the motivation i know there's the indigenous uh, angle but what's the motivation do you think behind NITV getting behind the Curry knockout is it because this, the the broadcaster realizes how important well it's the probably event is? it's probably a combination of everything it's yeah. it's trust it's yeah. important people trust us okay you know we we are the face of of indigenous television in Australia yeah you know it's a it's a major indigenous sporting event mm. so it's only natural that um, that we work together um, this time for the first time, SBS is going to we're going to simulcast the, the final. Yeah, that's on, huge, on, isn't it? On the last on the last day, which is which is enormous. Yeah, uh, and that'll give the knockout itself greater exposure. Yeah, um, 
but basically it's just building trust and understanding and you know there's always issues uh, uh, but we we understand each other well enough to actually overcome those issues for the betterment of, of, of the sport and the people that are participating yeah yeah sure yeah you, you were talking about league before have you always considered league and union to be worlds apart as far as sports go or do you sort of think of them under the one rugby umbrella well i, I, well, I probably a bit of both i probably yeah. think that they are different yeah um rugby you know, obviously like football is a world game uh, rugby league can be a world game <laughs> but it needs obviously a little bit of work to be done yeah um you know we we poach players each you know backwards and forwards yeah so in reality there's probably not a lot um um, a lot of difference. I mean, we've got you know another two players. We we play scrums and lineouts, rucks and malls, yeah. which I don't understand. Um, <laughs> so there there is there is a difference, but not not a great point of difference, I don't think. And in fact, I would say that um, you know at least a third of the players that are participating, men and women, mm. tomorrow would have at least dabbled in in rugby in, in some capacity. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, the crossover. Where... Yeah. Yeah, when you're not at the elite elite yeah, level. Cause yeah, because we we also cover well, <clears throat> uh, the Yellow Sevens, which is a which is a a sevens competition. Yeah. named after my brothers and I, and and I would say sixty percent of them are all leagues. Yeah, isn't it great? But, but so but so we can sort of mix or, or can cross over. Yeah. Uh, again, it's it's mainly for the enjoyment, you know, the experience, uh, and so yeah. I don't think it uh, you know, should stop. It lessens the code war sort of aspect of the two sports in a news sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you've got the, the league versus union being covered in news, whereas the, the participants probably don't see it that way. No, well, that's, well, that's right. So in, in, I guess it's more communities or more yeah. family. Of, there's more connections. So, yeah. so like uh, my son Simon's playing for, for a team at the Central Coast. Okay. He knows a lot of them, but there's obviously indigenous. Uh, there's enough indigenous players to actually put the side together, yeah. and I'd say, hundred percent of them would play rugby league. Yeah. But they want to be involved in in, in this unique event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 wherever the community That's is it. sort of taking yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. it's more community rather than specific codes. Yeah. No, yeah. Great. And um, do you get uh, along to many curry knockouts? Um, well, in I your role? I remember watching when I was five or six now this has been going I think for about 54 years and I remember watching my uncles play my brothers my older brother (laughs) playing Um, probably one of my regrets is I'd never played myself I don't know whether there were just overlaps with rugby when we started playing senior football you were playing for the Wallabies (laughs) yeah playing for the Wallabies so I couldn't really play for uh, for La Perouse Panthers Uh, yeah so it's it's interesting um one of the things that interests me about the event is whoever wins it hosts it the next year. Um, and, yeah, that's quite unique in sport, isn't it? Whereas normally you've got uh, cities bidding that's for right. these sort of events. But do you reckon that adds another extra sort of element well, to Well, it does, because, I mean, you know, if they manage it properly, they can sort of make a few few dollars. Yeah. Um, but they're rewarded for their efforts. Um, you know, the Yowies are a New, Newcastle-based team. Yeah. But they're yeah. deciding to, to play this event uh, in, in Dubbo. But it's, it's their option. So, so yeah. they could either play it wherever they want. Um, you know, like I said, I've been to Bathurst before. You know, we've been to Newcastle a couple of times. You know, the Redfern All Blacks won it, you know, a few years in a row. Uh, and it's, I've, this is the second time, you know, we played a knockout at Dubbo. I didn't, I wasn't there the first time. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's good to get out of the, the big smoke and into the bush. And, you know, that's when it, you know, it's a real cultural experience and you can actually feel it. You know, it's in the air. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have many people coming out to you when you go out and saying good day and that sort well, of thing? Well, yes, yes no, but I'm one of probably dozens, you know, Greg Inglis, for instance, <laughs> Andrew Fafita. Now, yeah. these guys are legends in their own right. Yeah. And there's, you know, some of the some of the girls, are, you know, who play rugby league and rugby union yeah. for Australia. They're out there also. So I'm one of many famous Indigenous sports people on, yeah. on, on this weekend. Yeah, but back then, did you did you find that the Greg Inglises and the Andrew Fafitas did of the day did they um play in the knockout they did really they all played oh wow yeah everybody played my 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 brother-in-law 
Ron, Ron Mason, he was playing for Penrith at the time. I remember him playing for La Perouse, or he yeah. came from the South Coast. He played for his, his, his local, even though he might be living in a Sydney, playing professional football, or amateur football, probably in those days. Yeah. But his family come from the South Coast, so he'd play for his, you know, his, 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 his original community. Yeah, yeah, that's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they all, they, it's an opportunity for them to go back to basics, go back to, yep. you know, Back to where they grew up and do you know playing with brothers and cousins oh. and next door neighbours. It's just a one in a. It only happens once a year. Yeah, yeah. And, and they love it. And what are the ratings like? They must be getting higher and higher every year. They, they get they get higher, but you know, um, you know, NITV is a national body. Yeah, uh, we've only got very limited in terms of people meters in terms of uh, you know depicting you know how many people actually watch it. You know in. in in every indigenous household, which you know, there could be everybody's watching. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the knockout, but unfortunately, it's not reflected that way in in the rating system. No, no, it never is. is and, it? and it doesn't worry us. We're not. We don't care. <laughs> no, it's it's all it's the main community aspect. That's right. The, That's the, right. Because I know a lot of um, fellow non-indigenous footy fans who are really starting to get in, into the event. Mm. Is that is that one of the aims to, to broaden the the, the, yeah. the, the Appeal of it, yeah. obviously broad and appeal. Rugby yeah. league is rugby league, and, and, yeah. and you know a lot of these guys are instinctive players, like like I was. Yeah. And you know you mix that in with with young raw talent, with with senior, you know, guys with with a lot of experience, and it's just wonderful rugby league. Yeah, no, excellent. And and on um, NITV, you got some great commentators. Um, yeah, just yeah, we got you know Cook, uh, yeah. Brad Cook has been around for a hundred years. You know, knows everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Juro Sen, yeah, yeah, they're a great combination, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, Matt, uh, Katie Morn, there's a, there's a whole few of them. Yeah, you got um, Owen Craigie. Oh, oh, Owen Craigie, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a legend in his own lifetime. Just ask him. Look at, yeah, no, we we've got a good crew, and they're they're pretty switched on. Uh, they they know their their game, they know the players intimately. You know, they could talk about what they were doing. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah. So these guys are really yeah. entrenched into each and every team. Oh, you must be so proud of that. It is because it, it makes product, it, it yeah. makes it a, a, like a good product, a good yeah. a good good telecast because they're talking as if they know everybody, and they do know everybody. They're talking about you know some of their hardships, you know what they're about to do to even get the team here. You know, you know a lot of the teams are you know half an hour, three quarters of an hour out of Dubbo because they couldn't book teams in. You're saying you're staying, staying at you know, caravan parks. Yeah, we're you know, we, we, we're we're taking over Dubbo you know, <laughs> for three or four days, but these you know our commentators are, are, are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I love that aspect of the whole coverage. Um, and and we were talking about big names before, so we've got Greg Inglis. I've heard that Jimmy the Jet is going to be playing. Is that right? Yeah, James we're, Roberts. We're hoping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you never turn up, mate. This guy can fly in and fly out a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> is he quick or what? Probably already <laughs> turned up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I don't, and just um, finishing up, nearly. Are you able to explain what what sort of effort goes into broadcasting an event like this? Like, is it something that's like a year in the, ma- in the uh, making? It, like, it does. So, yeah. so that um, obviously the winner, yeah, yeah, we'll give them a couple of couple of months just to, to settle down. Yeah, um, then we'll start negotiate well not negotiate talking to them. Telling them, yeah. Um, you know, we try and get an understanding of, of where they're looking at. Obviously, if it's the Redfin All Blacks, we know it's going to be in Sydney. Yep. Um, again, the hours one, and we, you know, they had an option of obviously playing Newcastle or yep. out of Newcastle, but decided to take it up, and that's entirely up, you know, their their their, their decision. Um, so we just, uh, and then we we uh, we got a rights. Obviously, we need to sign a rights agreement. Okay. Right. And so, generally. We've got one that's been, you know, we've got to uh, alter it a, a tiny bit, but it's, it's it's not a big issue anymore. Yeah. Um, so once we've got that signed away, then we obviously go into, we do into pre-production, you know, we do recce's at uh, the venue. Okay. We get an understanding of the, of the size, the, the grandstands, do we need to put the cameras on, you know, up, up higher. Yeah. So then we look at all the technical things, and then obviously then we look at you know who we, who's going to be our, our commentators. So there's an awful lot of work that goes into it. It just doesn't happen overnight. It yeah. it basically is six full months of, of hard work. Apart from then just all the negotiation, the discussion, you know. So it is almost like a year long. Yeah. You know schedule. But as you say, it is. 
pretty much the biggest thing that you guys yeah show. without a doubt yeah. this is our biggest outdoor broadcast that we'll ever do oh, I mean, well, normally yeah. do yes and, and, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger doesn't it it keeps on so this is I think our <laughs> 11th in, in a row yeah well. um, and we have to be there for the next 20 years <laughs> no that's great Mark well thanks very much for um, taking us through it yep. like a real honour to, to speak to you and uh, yep, not a problem. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll have to catch up and uh, um, for, for a really detailed interview for the magazine or something yeah I'm helpful you know where I am yeah I'm, I'm literally just down the road you want to talk about any sport yeah uh, you might even want to talk about rugby if there was anything decent to talk about. <laughs> but we might yes. just give that a miss because that's, yeah. that's. I was holding that fire. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. One day we might talk about it. I'm, I'm uh, sure you got some uh, very good opinions on yes. the Wallabies at the moment. But yeah, happy to talk about anything. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, once again, uh, best of luck for this weekend. It'll be a massive event. And, yeah. Uh, good on you. Thank you.